2: Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.
0: To get the Crime Writers on After Show right now, go to patreon.com slash partners in crime media.
3: I'm Rebecca Lavoie, and this is Crime Writers On. Crime Writers On is the original true crime review podcast that digs into true crime, pop culture, other podcasts. And on this episode, wrongful convictions, political investigations, and colorful characters were big this year. We'll each give our lists for the top 10 podcasts we reviewed of 2022. Joining me to get that done and more is true crime author, TV journalist, and host of the These Are Their Stories podcast, my husband, Kevin Flynn. Hello, Kevin. Why you got to qualify
1: like that? What do you mean? Best podcast that we reviewed. Well... There's no other podcasts that are better than the stuff we reviewed. Listen, we don't have time to listen to every podcast in the world. I think that's just people wanting Yeah.
3: Also with ah. us is private investigator, certified pet detective, resident cat lady, and author of The Final Curtain... Laura Bricker. Hi, Laura. Hey, Rebecca. And finally, our captain of all things cynical, the author of the City Trilogy, host of Strange Arrivals, and our Patreon Deep Dive Book Club podcast host, Toby Ball. Hello, Toby. Hello, Rebecca. So, Kevin, to answer your question. Yeah. The reason I qualified it is because when I look at everyone's best of list, I always think, you know what? They didn't listen to every podcast in the world. So I just I feel like I have to say. Mm -hmm. It's over the podcasts that we listen to. <laughs> These are the best of, So I just want to qualify it because, you know, it's just. I think it's
1: implied. But if you if you feel the need for belt implied, and suspenders.
3: It's implied because
1: right.
3: I'm just going to acknowledge it. I look at the iTunes top 10 and I'm like, I'm listening to eight of those. So you know what I mean? All right. That being said, so Kevin, what is coming up on Thursday's episode of Crime Writers on?
1: Well, since this is going so well, <laughs> 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 it's been brilliant. We are also going to continue this theme, and we're going to talk about the top ten TV shows that we reviewed. Yes. Of twenty twenty two. Can't wait. But we're not going to say. We're just going to say the best TV shows. Yes. Because it'll just be too long to say that.
3: All right. So I think we should just go ahead, Kevin, and start the show because we have a lot to talk about. Read the script. Let's do it. All right. In 2022, podcast listeners had a lot to choose from in the true crime genre. There were stories that looked into the length that some are willing to go to for their political beliefs. There were those that exposed the ongoing failures of our justice system. And there were plenty in the category that Toby calls, quote, get a load of this guy. But which titles truly stood out? We'll hear from all the crime writers for their top 10 podcasts for 2022. Before we begin, though, much thanks to Leanna Motter for managing the list of reviews on CrimeWritersOn.com. Every thumbs up or thumbs down we've ever given on the show is there, Also, each of our top 10 lists on this program are listed on the show notes and will also be on our website. Right, Kevin? Yeah. CrimeWritersOn.com for the blog post for this show. So, Toby, are you ready to go? Because you are first. I'm first. What is your number 10 podcast pick for 2022?
4: It's suspect season two. I turn around and I said, you're going to be arrested for obstructing if you don't get back in your car. And he says, don't fuck with me, officer Edgerton. i buried more people than you'll know. So I know that sometimes uh, I can be down on sort of the traditional true crime stuff. I'm always looking for a little bit more. I thought this was super solid. Uh, it's about the disappearance of a 12 year old girl after a Christmas concert in Greeley, Colorado. I thought they did a good job of identifying a couple of, of suspects, giving us a good sense of who they were. They kind of teased the beginning with this strange story about how this guy, the, the girl who disappeared, her father, like waits to be able to talk to his pastor before he even calls the police about this missing girl. So the writing and storytelling are really good. Uh, it doesn't really have like wider impacts like I often like, but it was just a really well-told story. And I, you know, it was a satisfying listen.
3: Yeah. So for transparency for our listeners, because there's so much overlap on our list, you're not going to hear all four of us say all like 10, 9, 8, 7 on our lists, just so you know. So I'm just going to say right now that my number 10 pick on the top 10 podcast of 2022 is Run, Hide, Repeat. Mom asked me to meet her at a gas station just outside of Sussex, New Brunswick.
0: When I got there, she asked me to get into her car and then she passed me a note telling me to be silent, take off my jewelry, and put it in an envelope.
3: So this podcast is super weird, and I super loved it. So this is the one where journalist Pauline Dakin tells the very freaking weird story about her mom, Pauline, taking her and her brother on the run, and how their very freaking weird, mysterious life on the run extended into their adulthood And it was all connected to this super weird friend of the family, this pastor named Stan. It's like beautifully produced. It feels like a very strange, complicated mystery that turns into this domestic suspense situation. I don't know. I really love the audio in this. It felt very sort of like techno and cool and Canadian and then becomes very sort of pedantic and pedestrian in a way that, I don't know, I kind of liked it. I may have been alone, but it was really fun for me. All right, so let's move on to number nine on our list. Kevin, what is your number nine pick?
1: My number nine pick is Smokescreen Puppy Kingpin. She is now facing multiple lawsuits. She's this kind of Oz, behind the curtain, pulling the strings, trafficking in puppies. The more I investigated the more I started to discover the layers of deception and misdirection a consumer can face when they just want to make sure they bring home a healthy puppy. So you remember, this is a look at uh, Jolene Noth, I believe her name was. She was basically laundering rescued puppies. They take puppies from puppy mills and then pass them off as a high-end Rescue Dogs host Alex Schumann brought really great insight into this uh, story, told us something we didn't really know a lot about this industry where, you know, everybody just wants to have a healthy dog when they bring them home. What's really been going on behind the scenes and the efforts to to really do something about it? I thought this was a fantastic podcast.
5: Now, Laura, this was your number 10, right? This was, and going back to this, this was one I wasn't sure I was going to be able to listen to because it was about animals, animal cruelty, and those stories are really hard for me. But as we get into the story of the people that are taking on what's going on in the puppy mills and raising awareness, and we have some of these people that are like, you know, like the lady who's like picketing for like years in front of this store to like raise awareness of where the dogs are coming from. So for me, I liked this because I felt like this is going to raise awareness of where that dog and that puppy at the pet store is coming from when you get a dog there, the dangers of like just buying a dog online and where that puppy is really coming from. So, and and it was also, it was really interesting because it was a different type of crime story than just like a straight like murder case or something.
3: No, I love that one too, because I love all the scenes in the dog stores and all that stuff. So Laura, we're going to stay with you. Um, What is your number eight pick for podcasts of the year?
5: My number eight pick for podcast of the year is the letter. When you have that much hatred and anger in you, you become that. You are angry and hateful. I didn't like it. I didn't like what I had become. This is from KSL podcast, Lemonada Media and Workhouse Media. This is the um, series that was about the friends that were out, uh, Zachary and Yvette, they were out in the mountains outside of their houses in Salt Lake City. Planning to take pictures of the full moon, and then they were randomly killed by a stranger who shot them. But what I really liked about this podcast was that it wasn't really a whodunit. It's a really sad story, but it was an extremely detailed look at a portrait of how grief affected one family and, and the others that were affected by this crime. And also, you know, the letter, which was the letter that was sent from the man who killed the teens, And how that led to sort of a redemption story of sorts. So I thought it was a really different type of portrait of a crime in terms of looking at it afterwards and sort of the after effects and how people could reach a point where they let go of the hatred and came to understand what led this person to do this and to forgive them.
3: So this was also on my list. It was number six on my list. So I don't know if you guys remember, but KSL also made the podcast Cold, mm-hmm, yep. which I a lot of people love, but I did not like. And I, I thought production-wise, it was really, really smart of KSL to pair up with Lemonada for this podcast. Do you remember the scene in this podcast where the survivor of the shooting was like climbing up the hill?
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, so there was a lot going on in this show that was just beautifully, incredibly done and wonderful. And reporter Amy Donaldson here, who I think maybe with lesser production, the story maybe would have not been as well put together. I mean, the murder of this teenage son, Zach, I remember the first episode of this podcast, I remember writing to you guys and saying like, buckle up, this is rough. But it ends up being beautiful. It's beautifully put together. It's beautifully produced. I really, really love the letter. It's sad, but I would say give it a listen. All right. So, Kevin, give us your number eight pick. For number
1: eight, I have breakdown, the Trump Grand Jury. And you're gonna find that they are and which is totally illegal. It's 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 more illegal for you than it is for them because you know what they did and you're not reporting it. That's a you know, that's a criminal that's a criminal offense. And, and you know, you can't let that happen. So it's really unusual to cover a, a story while it's still happening in real time. It's it's uncommon. It does happen. But this is a really particularly interesting one. Of course, it's helmed by Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Obviously, solid team. But the format here, and it's it's looking into the Fulton County investigation, the grand jury investigation into election interference in the state of Georgia. And what makes this really interesting is that a lot of the quote unquote action is happening behind closed doors and is secret. So that's a real obstacle for telling the story. But the first few episodes start off with a great primer on what was happening. The reporting is solid. And I definitely learned an awful lot about this part of the You know, the broader story, we know an awful lot about Mar-a-Lago and we know about the January 6th committee. And if you're like me and you're just waiting for someone to come along and pardon everybody and watch this all go down the toilet, this is really interesting because this is a state case. There's a lot of pressure and it's really for the agency a local story with national implications. And although I'm not a local, I feel like I'm really up to date. This podcast continues to go along as things occur like most of the breakdowns do. Um, but I really think this one belongs on our top 10 list.
3: Kevin, I'm so glad you picked this podcast because it was my number 11.
1: Uh, yeah, right.
3: And one of the reasons I loved it was because it explained what a special grand jury is, which basically is they can't do much except produce a report, which is like, please do this. And like it's very much like the January 6th committee, which is like referring for prosecutions, which is like, maybe do this. I don't know. I think that Bill Rankin's uh, reporting here is exceptional and Tamar Harleman's reporting is exceptional and it does give the listener the difference between like local reporting and national reporting and why local reporting is so important.
1: Becca, on behalf of the rest of the panel, I don't think it's fair you get to talk about your number 11 pick.
3: Well, I'm just very, I I guess what I'm saying is-
1: Toby's like, I had number 11, number 12.
3: Underlining, I am the host and I'm grateful that you picked it. So we have a wide uh, mix of selections at number seven. So I'm very happy to announce that uh, we're going to be like doing a bunch of them here. So, Toby, what is your pick at number seven podcasts of 2022?
4: The correct pick for number seven is (laughs) Death of an artist (laughs) the weather was pretty high i understand that she was a short woman and in order for her to jump she would have
3: had to go up on a chair on the edge of the bed uh but accidentally
4: fall from that no it's it's unless she was sitting up there which i understand that she was afraid of heights so that was not possible you know it's a subculture podcast and you know how i love those yeah
3: we have a t-shirt about that yes
1: (laughs)
4: Yeah, so this is about the death of the artist Anna Mendieta, and the part that her husband, who is a very famous artist, Carl Andre, may or may not have had in her death. It does a lot of things really well. It does a great job of invoking sort of the insular New York City art world in the '80s and all these sort of stratifications that exist there—stratifications uh, by fame and by gender and by critical reputation. Uh, has terrific interviews. Some of them are archival. Some of them are new for the podcast, including with Peter Sheldahl from The New Yorker, who I I, I believe just passed away. Um, And the two main players in it, Anna Mendieta and Carl Andre, are both sort of these larger than life people. So there's very strong figures. But then where the conflict kind of lies with them is just like the typical stuff. It's jealousy and control and And things like that. So that's an interesting contrast. I thought it was beautifully put together. And that is why it is the correct pick for number seven. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be the judge of that.
3: (laughs) Well, for me, it would have been like number 17. Lara Bricker, what is your number seven podcast for 2022?
5: My number seven podcast, my correct pick, is Imperfect Paradise, The Sheriff.
3: Why do you think he's doing this?
5: It's like an enemies list. He was investigating anybody who was critical of him, but it all has to come back to the sheriff and the department
1: being so out of control that a thing like this could happen.
5: As you recall, we just this is a recent one we've done. Alex Villanueva, the underdog maverick who ran for L.A. County sheriff, seems like he's going to be a progressive reformer, turns out to be a lunatic But what I loved about this was the window into the world inside the sheriff's department and the gangs within the guards, within the jails. We have a host that was pulling back the curtain on his reporting process, who was very experienced, um, who called out people that were bullshitting him, which I loved. The episodes were tight. There wasn't a lot of fluff. It was very engaging. And it was just it was my kind of rage inducing story story of something happening in the criminal justice system that needs to change. So, Kevin, we're down to you. What is your number seven
1: pick? My number seven pick is Project Unibomb. Kaczynski has steadfastly
2: refused interview requests from the media for the past two decades. He told one journalist that he would only be talking to, quote, 100 percent committed, far out, rabid anti-tech radicals. I wrote him. I never heard back.
1: So this is a really solid retelling of a historical true crime. These go in different directions usually, but we do get some new insights from investigators, journalists, alternate suspects, and really most compelling uh, Ted Kaczynski's brother. We also get to hear stuff from Ted's personal papers. I thought that this had really solid reporting, great production value. I remember the music I thought was like really well done, very atmospheric without being, uh, you know, it, it achieves an effect as far as what you feel about things going, but it doesn't really call to itself. Really great note there. Uh, and who knew that Dungeons and Dragons players could be such threats I to knew. the government? Oh, you do. There's one
3: of them two floors up from us right now. Yeah.
1: Host Eric Benson does a really great <laughs> job on this podcast.
3: By the way, that was my number 13. Yeah, if, right. For the record. Uh, Toby, you also had thoughts about this podcast.
4: Yeah, it was my number nine. Um, it's a fascinating topic. It was something I kind of knew something about. But I thought it did a really good job of sort of walking the line between bringing people who weren't familiar with the topic in and then talking to people who knew about it, but bringing new things into, into the story. Storytelling's great. Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought it was really, really good.
3: Nothing better than a podcast where you think you know stuff, but then you learn <laughs> new stuff. Yes. All right. So we are at number six on our podcast of 2022 list. Lara Bricker. What
5: is number six on your list? Number six on my list is The Sunshine Place. I came out and interjected myself into the conversation and I said, excuse me, are you my mom? And then she turned to me and she said, yes, yes, I'm your mom. She gave me a hug and she said, I've come here to take you with me and you're going to come live with me in send So this, if you recall, um, this is like actually kind of a Toby kind of podcast, The Synanon, The Miracle on the Beach in the 1960s. It was an experimental rehab facility in Santa Monica, California. They claimed they could cure heroin addiction. And then they were like, we can cure everything. All you have to do is move here and get brainwashed. Um, And so what I loved about this was it had different voices of people that were involved in the Synanon project, how they got involved in it. They told all their crazy stories, which are the things I totally gravitate to. Anecdotes about what life was like in Synanon that really you couldn't believe. But it was told in a compelling way. And I mean, who does not love a good cult story?
1: Yeah, great opening scene, too, by the way.
3: Hmm. So, Toby, what did you select for your number six pick?
4: So my number six was Fiasco, the AIDS crisis.
1: There are certain things all epidemics have in common. The confusion and fear, the scapegoating and paranoia, the difficulty of addressing a new existential threat that requires human beings to change their behavior en masse.
3: Just so you know, Toby, that was my number 12. Why did you love this podcast, Toby?
4: Why did I love this podcast? Um, so the host is Leon Nafok, and he's one of those, like a handful of podcasters. We'll get, we'll get to another one of them a little bit later who I just, everything they put out, I love. Um, so I was looking forward to this. Leon has one of the most recognizable styles in podcasting. He's sort of the consummate documentarian, I guess, in podcasting, you know, he he has these just incredible voices and he sort of builds this mosaic of what the AIDS crisis kind of looked like in the eighties. The timing of the podcast, I thought, was really interesting. It's, you know, when it hit, I guess we were kind of coming out of the COVID pandemic, but you could see that there are a lot of parallels there. And the other thing is, is the story is obviously just completely heartbreaking, and in some ways hard to look back, you know, this is like 40 years ago, right? And realize just how sort of societally for a long time, it's like, ah, it's just something that that's affecting gay men. You know, it's not something we have to really deal with. And it's, you know, it's heartbreaking and it's sobering. And he deals with it in just a a very sort of nuanced, intriguing fashion.
1: You know, Toby, this was also my number six pick. Leon Afok is just, he's solid and dependable. He is one of those unique voices. You know, even going back to his day starting Slow Burn, Fiasco's the same way. He finds aspects of this story that are really underappreciated, finding people who are witnesses to history as well as the history makers. And there were so many parallels that he brought up between uh, the early days of the AIDS crisis and uh, the pandemic, and certainly the, the idea of resistance and resisting you know, human behaviors and habits. And so I definitely thought it was uh, a solid effort from uh, Leon. So, Kevin,
3: we are literally halfway through our list, and I cannot wait to get the second half of our list. But I think it's a good time to take a break and do the business section of our podcast. What do we have going on our Patreon right now, Kevin?
1: Well, if you enjoy all this talking and ranking, we're going to be talking a little more about some of our favorites from 2022. Like we said on Thursday, we're going to be talking about the favorite TV shows that we reviewed. Yes. But if you want to just get it out of your system, like Rebecca apparently does, we're going to talk about some of our favorite TV and or podcast picks that we didn't review that are not true crime related. was not necessarily stuff that we talked about on the show, but other uh, shit we liked, other shit that we liked, you know, <laughs> so uh, we're going to be doing that in the after show. Yep. Yeah. We also have the latest episode of the Deep Dive Book Club podcast that's out. Toby uh, just did a panel discussion on the book, The Premonitions Bureau, and apparently he liked it and the guests didn't. I love it. I love that. Uh,
4: yeah, it was kind of the classic thing where while they were looking for things like characterization and plot and uh, narrative momentum, I was just sort of intrigued by all the information that was in it. They were Uh, like, Toby,
3: this is boring. And he's like, it's awesome. And they're like, it's boring.
4: Think of all the cool (laughs) facts you just learned. Um, So yeah, so it it was a good discussion. I mean, I think people will enjoy the discussion, but I was put in the strange situation of really liking a book that that nobody else was added to. I love to, so. that.
3: I love that yeah. for you. I love yeah. that for you.
4: And it was with like the most positive people in the world, too. It was like, it was really funny. They
3: were like, Good uh, great, anyway. Toby, we love it for you that you love this, but we hated it.
4: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for making us read this book.
1: <laughs> and we also have a new episode from uh, Laura Leave It to Bricker. And Laura yes. has been busy in the kitchen.
5: I have been busy in the kitchen. I've been uh, making some ice cream and talking about some of the Exeter After Dark stories that some of my favorite chefs have heard. And um, I even got to try the ice cream that I made.
3: Nice. Delicious.
1: Mm -hmm. It was delicious.
5: Also,
3: of course, you get our holiday party that we did. You can watch that if right. you want. Yeah, yeah.
1: You can go back to Patreon, patreon.com, partners in crime media. We did a holiday, virtual holiday party last week. And so if you want to sort of see some of the highlights, you can just go back to Patreon, click on the Crowdcast link because even though the event is over, the video is saved there. And, There's uh, one moment that you A lot watch of great highlights, and, you know, we talked about our friend Bill Rankin. Well, Chris Joyner, who's a, a patron and also co-worker, he's a, a writer and reporter at the AGC. He came on, and he uh, was talking about how he was in uh, Bill Rankin's rumpus room. Literally.
3: He came to us from Bill Rankin's Rumpus Room.
1: Which I think is actually his own basement, but... It was amazing. Well, yeah, we're talking about, you know... Bill died. Bill Rankin's Holiday Rumpus Room, which is all like, right. ah, I got an artificial tree. That's right.
3: It was maybe the greatest moment in a live event we ever done. All right, so Kevin, does I that want send to put
1: th- a little more model train around Clearly the Clearly
3: everyone knows how to join our Patreon if they want all that stuff. But if you join now, you can still come to our holiday party virtually. Kevin, does thus end the business section? Yeah, thus
1: ends the business section.
3: I'm going to fade that music out right now.
0: Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Dealing with mess can feel like an
2: impossible task. It just keeps coming back. Well, today we're brought to you by the organization experts, IKEA. IKEA knows we all have those areas in our homes consumed by mess, whether it be that chair that collects all your clothes or the monstrous pile under your bed. That's why IKEA makes affordable wardrobe organizers, underbed storage, and other solutions to help you easily take back that chair and conquer the mess monster under your bed. Visit IKEA to explore more. You can't afford mess, so IKEA makes storage affordable.
5: All right,
3: we are halfway through our best of podcast list of 2022, Lara Bricker.
5: What is number five on your list? Number five on my list is accused season four. If what he says is true,
2: I'm still not guilty.
5: Then he would be the second victim killed by the brutal attack, September 3rd, 1994, inside of a small town Ohio hotel room. So this is from our friend Amber Hunt and Amanda at the Cincinnati Inquirer. And this one centers on the case, the murder of Rhonda Nathan. Her body discovered in a hotel room, assumed she had a heart attack. Guess what? That's not what happened. She had been viciously beaten to death, punched so hard, that two of her teeth had been knocked out. Days later, a hotel employee went to the hospital to be treated for an infection in his hand. It was it had bacteria often found in human mouths. And then there was also a pendant that the officer discovered in the trunk of his car. And that is how Elwood Jones... Landed on death row in Ohio for nearly 30 years. He has maintained his innocence and the podcast took that on. So uh, first of all, I'm going to just bring this back just for Toby's sake. (laughs) Looky (laughs) Lou. That's
4: what knocked it out of my top 10.
5: That's what knocked it out because Amber said it's a looky Lou. And I actually went back and listened and like looky Lou sort of sums up my entire life. So thank you, Amber, for that. So I just, I loved this podcast because I love Amber's storytelling style. Her reporting is top notch. The music in this was fantastic. And the case was really interesting because it's like one of those cases when you're listening to the podcast where you're like, you know, I'm not sure where I'm going to land guilt or innocence, but the system doesn't seem like it was fair here. And also, the intern got a starring role in this podcast. But now there is an update in the case,
1: isn't that right, Kevin? Yeah. Last week, a Judge uh, ruled that Elwood Jones should get a new trial. Yes. May remember in August they had a hearing. The defense attorneys argued that there was exculpatory evidence that was withheld by the prosecution. Apparently thousands. Four thousand pages. Yeah. And uh, so the the judge uh, said that the undisclosed evidence undermined the jury's verdict and reinforced, quote, a win at all costs mentality that undermines the pursuit of justice. So Elwood will get a new trial. Do you guys remember that
3: the uh, prosecutor in this case said that Amber's work was, quote, offensive?
1: But, 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 (laughs) but, but did he call her little lady?
5: He also called her little lady.
1: Is this person
5: an asshole? Yes. That was like when Amber got to ask that question. Yes. I appreciate it. Yeah, that. Elwood is yeah. kind of
1: an asshole, right?
3: Well, no,
5: not it Elwood. Wasn't Elwood was the a- No. Who was the asshole?
3: It was the other person. It wasn't, it was a different person. Elwood's lovely. Different yeah, there person. There was somebody that was an asshole. Anyway, Amber's always right. She's a journalist. And there was a sculptural evidence. That the prosecutor, it turns out, is an asshole. Okay, so uh, my number five pick, let's move on to me, is a podcast we literally reviewed Last week, Kevin, thank you for scheduling this show for this week. It is cover story, Seed Money. A tip like this one only comes around once every few
5: years. A devious billionaire allegedly buying off a whole town to cover
1: his tracks. It didn't turn out that way. It turned out even nuttier.
3: Huge surprise for me. This is a New York Magazine podcast From the former co-host of Invisibilia, uh, Hannah Rosen and investigative reporter Ken Silverstein, this is the story of uh, billionaire Michael Gogan. He's a Montana guy. And Matthew Marshall, who's a, quote, ex-spy who accuses him of running a sexual enterprise. I fucking love this podcast. It's bananas. It's all about dudes accusing dudes of shit. And basically, Hannah Rosen and Ken Silverstein sort of get into these accusations thinking it's an enterprise investigative story. Maybe we'll take down a billionaire. And it just turns out to be about toxic masculinity and everything about being rich. And it's so well put together and well done. This could just be basically a weekly podcast that I would listen to forever. I loved everything about the show. And Toby, you also picked this show.
4: Yeah, I really liked it as well. The first few episodes do that serial thing where you like kind of reevaluate what's going on after each episode and you you kind of figure out what's happening Two very flawed men. uh, And you're kind of one is one's telling the truth. The other is lying. It can't be any other way. So I I liked it a lot. Uh, That was my number five as well.
3: So, Laura, your number four podcast was also shared by all of us In our very high picks, what is your number four podcast of
5: 2022? My number four podcast is Stolen, Surviving St. Michael's.
4: You know, those nuns and those priests, they called us savages. I think there's something wrong with this picture. Who were the savages here? We were the ones that were
3: abused. We were the ones that that were hit. Sexually abused, emotionally hurt,
5: you know? This is the latest from investigative journalist Connie Walker, one of our favorites. I love anything that Connie Walker does. And this is a personal story for her. She came upon a story about her late father, and it was a story about her late father that she never heard. One night in the 1970s, he was working as an officer in the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, pulled over a suspected drunk driver, walked up to the vehicle, and came face-to-face, with somebody from his past, which was a residential school priest. And so this podcast goes into the residential school system in Canada and talks about a lot of the secrets that happened there, the legacy of trauma passed down through the generations. And for me, I just thought that I feel like I always say this about Connie, but she brings humanity. She brings credibility, authenticity, depth to her reporting because She's part of the community that she's reporting on. She knows the people she's reporting on. And she's bringing out stories of indigenous people that wouldn't otherwise be told to such a high level because people trust her to tell her these stories. And so I just thought it was fantastic.
3: So Toby, this was your number four, was my number four, but it was Kevin's number three. Why was it your number three, Kevin?
1: Connie Walker's unique voice, and this is probably her most personal podcast deals with her father and his abuse and also that abuse that her whole family suffered in Canada. Right now, they're having their George Floyd moment, a time of reckoning when it comes to residential schools. And this podcast is a great primer on that issue.
3: Toby, what do you think about Connie Walker's uh, stolen St. Michael's podcast?
4: So this is my four number four as well. You know, she's got a, a certain way of, of mixing great journalism with sort of these emotionally resonant stories. She's a unique voice. Everything she's put out, I've really loved.
3: Literally my number four too, because Connie can't make anything I don't love. All right, so Toby, your number three pick of the year is my number nine pick of the year, and I'm gonna let you talk about it. What is your number three pick of 2022?
4: My number three pick is Burn Wild, the latest from Leah Satili.
5: When the planet is burning, what are you supposed to do? Play by the rules? Or take direct action. And if you take action, how far is too far to go?
4: So, this is a, a worthy successor to Leah's other work, uh, which she's done, which has largely been about far right extremism. This is far left extremism, I guess you would put it that way. So, she bases the podcast around this interesting question, which is what lengths are appropriate when the Earth's climate is being catastrophically changed? And In sort of looking into this, she explores uh, the Earth Liberation Front, which is a uh, sort of environmentalist direct action group uh, that does a lot of crimes against property. She does her usual fearless reporting. She has great interviews. And I just there are so many interesting questions that come out of this. Just for instance, it's like why when largely what they were doing was arson were some of these people so far up on the FBI's uh, 10 most wanted list? Doesn't seem consistent with uh, other things. So anyway, Lee's a great storyteller. Uh, I think she's really tapped into something that's important in our country, which is the forces of extremism. And this was her sort of taking a look at the opposite end of the spectrum. And, I, you know, I thought it was equally compelling.
3: Yeah. So we should mention this with Lara's number three, my number nine. And if you ever want to hear Kevin and I have the biggest argument we ever have on a podcast where Toby Ball gets involved Listen to our review of, of uh, <laughs> Leah Satilli's Burn Wild on Crime Writers On. OK, so on to number two, Kevin, we're getting to the end. What is your number two pick for the number two podcast of 2022?
1: It is the Trojan Horse Affair. And here we are, years later,
4: at the end of a dizzying, farcical and enraging investigation in which one mystery led to another, led to another, tracing this letter's path of destruction across multiple
2: continents. In defiance of many unhappy officials and some aggressive attempts to shut our reporting down.
1: So the hosts are Hamza Syed and Brian Reed, who you know from S-Town, and a really great pairing. Um, Hamza was a journalism student in England, and he brought the story to Brian about this famous scandal in Birmingham, where a, a note was found, a letter describing a plan to radicalize Muslim-majority schools in the community. It created all sorts of uh, issues where people were lost their jobs and government overreaction was a pretext for really Islamophobia. But they dig into this letter, this crazy letter, and find a more mundane excuse for why it was written. And it has more to do with internal politics at an elementary school than it does with international terrorism. And this was a really fascinating investigation because it went on for years. And they were stonewalled and they ended up traveling the globe in order to try to solve this mystery. I believe they cracked it. But a great question is, does it matter? Nope. Does it change anything? Nope. A really super compelling look at how journalism works and about revealing something very surprising about a big issue in the UK. So here's why this podcast ended up
3: at number eight on my list, Kevin, because journalism doesn't work in this way. So I love this podcast, too. It's why it's on my list because Dr. Hamza Sayed, by the way, because he's a medical doctor who went to medical school who decided to switch to journalism. He schools Brian Reed on his white guy privilege, right, in this podcast. A lot of people and a lot of podcast critics found this podcast awful because the paper shuffling mystery, they thought it went nowhere, right? They found it confounding and boring. It did go nowhere. That's kind of the fucking point of this podcast, It's basically about Hamza Syed schooling Brian on like, I'm a brown person trying to tell a story. You're a white person who thinks he's going to get somewhere. And I'm just showing you like, we can't get anywhere when we try to tell our stories. I love this podcast for that reason. Brian's like, like journey to nowhere is the point of the story. I think this podcast is brilliant for reasons that people haven't figured out yet. Maybe it's because I listened to it in Aruba, too. It didn't hurt. We were like, walking on the beach to listen to it. Anyway, I actually fucking love this podcast. It's a confounding puzzle, and I loved it. Lara, what do you have down for your number
5: two podcast of 2022? My number two podcast I went back and forth on between this being number one and number two is Motive, The Blind Spot.
1: Whatever's not seen on the camera, you know, in a court of law is not truth.
0: Washington says the guards beat him beat him right in that spot with no cameras between two doors in the entryway to sick.
5: In this one, host Shannon Heffernan does what Sarah Koenig attempted to do in Serial Season 3 and never did, where she takes a little issue and zooms out to a bigger issue. So she takes on the Illinois prison system, finds it in the rural locations, protective culture, hostility towards inmates. There is systemic misconduct that's widespread, violence, cover-ups, and... What I loved about this is it starts with these guys that are talking about, you know, being beaten up in a spot where there's no cameras and nobody believes them or listens or does anything and then someone dies. And so from that, then you go into all these other issues in this Illinois prison system and... Fuck that major Susan Prentice lady. Mm. I mean, I still want to mm. pop her one. Um, but it's a serious topic. It's well done. The narrative was cohesive. The reporting was top. And anytime I felt the need to rage walk, this is the type of thing I would listen to. But it was a really important issue to bring out. And it was done in such a way that the information was easy to digest and you understood why it mattered.
1: I also had this on my list. It came in at number 10. The title Blind Spot." you're right, Laura. It refers to... This place in the prison where the cameras don't reach and that's where the guards come and beat up certain inmates. But it also is a bigger point about there are blind spots about the whole system, things that are designed to be kept away from the public's eye and official scrutiny. And that's where all this misbehavior happens. And it's a great look at that. And by the way, you got to love a podcast. where We have audio tape of one investigator telling another investigator he's full of shit.
3: Yep. So this podcast, by the way, was number seven on my list. It's one of the best public radio podcasts I've heard in a fucking long time. And I agree with Laura. It's what Serial Season 3 should have been, but wasn't. Number two on my list will be wild.
4: I just hear behind my wall my dad talking about the government and Nancy Pelosi, and it's all mumbled. And I'm just like, God, like this is just it's crazy. Like, it's crazy talk.
3: This podcast is the show about January 6th that you didn't know you needed, maybe you didn't think you wanted, but you did need it and you did want it. So, not only in this show do you do get multiple angles about the security and intelligence failures leading up to the insurrection on January 6th, but Ilya Meritz and Andrea Bernstein they give you deeply human, very dignified and not Pollyanna stories of some of the perpetrators of the insurrection, but they give you like this exceptional portrait of the Refit family. I mean, this one story alone, Guy Refit, Jackson Refit, the son who turned his dad in and Nicole, the mom of the son and the wife of Guy This show is not about politics. I mean, it's 100% about politics, but it also isn't. But it's also about family systems. It's about raid. It's about domestic violence. And this show is also fucking perfectly made. It's about national security. It's about systems. If you want a show that it's about everything that is going on in the world, but it's also not going to be like, I don't want to listen to a show about politics, but you also want to be entertained because you don't want to listen to a show about politics, This is the fucking show for you. Kevin, this show was also on your list, right?
1: Yeah, it was number five for me. Um, Another solid look inside the January 6th insurrection. It seems to be focused as much on issues as it is on people. I should say as much on people as it is on issues. It has both a balance of lightness and gravity, just like a good Dan Toberski kind of podcast. And the insights are mostly on very fascinating family dynamics. And I think it's just a really smart way of bringing sense to a much larger movement. And um, Toby, I know this is also on your list.
4: Yeah, I had it at number eight. Really liked it. Multifaceted look at, at sort of, I guess, what is a symptom of, I think, what the biggest story of our time is. And, you know, movements are made of individuals. And I, and I think this this showed that.
3: All right. So here we are at our number one picks. For 2022 and toby what did you pick as your best podcast of 2022
4: i'm bucking convention um <gasps> so my my number one pick was uh chameleon wild boys
3: yes a great pick toby
4: tom and will green know something that not tammy not the lawyer nor anyone they've met in vernon knows they know that of everything they've said who they are where they're from, and what they were doing in Vernon in the first place, they know that not a single word of it is true. You know, so I think with this one, you have to start with Sam Mullins uh, as the host. He has a hometown connection to begin with, right? So this kind of, the story happens where he grew up. But that's just kind of a nice extra because he he's just this very engaging host. And I assume that he's just going to make a bunch of other really good podcasts. But he started off with this great one. It starts with this compelling hook about these uh, two brothers who are called the quote-unquote Bush brothers. But it turns out to be something much more interesting. So it's not just these two kids who are like living in the forest by themselves. There's this whole other story to it. And it kind of unfolds over the first half of the podcast, the pacing and the parsing of details is just sort of expertly done. So you don't feel like you're being manipulated, but you're kind of constantly trying to figure out uh, what's happening. Uh, Sam does this very empathetic job of looking at the community that this is happening in the brothers, the actual, the Bush brothers and, uh, and then their family who in some ways are not super relatable and so on. And then, so the second half after you get through the story is more uh, talking to particularly one of the brothers and sort of learning about their backstory and what it was that led them to this town in the kind of bad physical shape they were. So I don't know. I, I just found this super fascinating, sort of profound on some levels. It works as both sort of this interesting suspense thing. And then as, a family, a story of a very dysfunctional family, and then also this sort of alternative way of thinking about things. So I I just, yeah, I know every, I know what everybody else is picking, and that was my number two. But I thought this was just super, super solid.
5: Lara, this is also on your list at number nine. Yeah, this was on my list at number nine because it was just, like Toby said, it was just such an interesting story as they, you know, you can't help but want to follow along and find out when you hear this story about these like feral boys that are living in the woods that come out and, and you know, what's happening in this town and how then that's not actually even the story at all. A lot of times when we're listening to a podcast, the person's like, well, I, I found out about this case and then I was interested. So I made a podcast, but this guy actually had a connection to this case, which is like an authentic connection, which, you know, I appreciate because that lends to me, it's like, this is a much more authentic reason for telling this story. But I mean, It's a quirky story. It was well done. And I I thought it was really interesting.
1: Kevin? This wound up number four on my list. Sam Mullins is a really engaging natural storyteller. And he follows these brothers through their journey with some like real-time audio, which I thought was fascinating. I really want to hear more specifically from Sam.
3: Yeah, so the brothers are weird as hell, but so is their whole family. That doesn't even matter to me. The reason why for me, this was also like number three on my list was the podcast was made so perfectly. They made the choice to make a part one and a part two. So rare, the editing of this podcast, a masterclass in editing, never heard anything like it before in my life. So here we are at our number ones. There's some agreement on this one. So Kevin, I'm gonna let you take this one.
1: Our selection for the best podcast of 2022 is Bone Valley. Could you ever imagine the day where you'd sit at
4: a table with a microphone and, and vouch for a man who says he's not guilty? No. In fact, um, I've stated many times I'm probably way over my skis right now. Technically, I'm not supposed to be doing this.
1: So host Gilbert King and Kelsey Decker just really have said a an incredibly high bar. First, the stakes are so high from the first minute of this podcast. I mean, this is like one of the most thorough investigations I think we have seen in some time. Not only do they make the case that Leo Schofield is innocent and that he shouldn't be in prison, but that Michelle's killer is responsible for more murders. And they actually, I think, solve one. Uh, It proves that the system is designed more for protecting convictions and finding justice. This is probably, have to say it, the best true crime podcast of all time. And we're hoping that a lot more happens in this case.
3: Can I tell you something, Kevin? We need a guy in this podcast who definitely or likely killed four or more people. And you maybe feel worse for him than you feel for the guy who was wrongfully convicted for killing the person for whom you have like been invited to hear the podcast for, right? Yeah. This is the most sensitively told true crime podcast I've ever heard. The host solved a second murder and told a story about journalism at the same time and left in a bunch of shit that any other podcast would have cut out, right? It is my number one podcast of the year and maybe, maybe my favorite podcast that I've ever listened to.
5: Uh, Laura Bricker, this is also on your number one. Yeah, this is, I mean, just echoing what everybody said. I mean, I think right off the bat with this, you get the sense that this is a different story. You have a judge who comes forward and believes that this man is innocent. That sets you up to know this story is going to be different than anything you've listened to. And then it just goes from there. You know, you have... The meticulous research, you have an entirely different case that is not connected that ends up being solved through their reporting. And I think it's just everything tied together in this podcast in such a way with the reporting and the storytelling and the story. And it was on a different level. So for me, it was just, it was, it was way up there just the reporting and the story. And this case was. Really interesting, but you know, starting off with the judge being involved was such a huge thing that you know that this is a case that you need to hear about.
3: Toby, this wasn't number one for you, but it was number two. You want to like give some final thoughts on Bone Valley?
4: Yeah, I mean, I'll echo everybody said. I mean, it's obviously great. I you know, I think it's a it's a milestone in true crime podcasting. I'll just add that one of the subtler kind of fun things about it is as the show progresses, how Kelsey Decker I think kind of becomes more of a, a voice and assertive in the podcast, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, so I mean, it's you know, it's deservedly getting all the love. So uh, I, I echo all that.
3: I'm just gonna say one last thing before we end, Kevin. I decided when I heard first of this podcast that I was gonna make it if I live for nothing else on this earth to make sure people fucking listen to this podcast, and they are. High five to high you, five. Kevin. We've achieved wait, our mission. Wait, wait, you know, people are five. listening to this yeah. podcast, and it's ended up on end of year lists. If we end the show this year, that is the only thing we've achieved, and it was worth it.
1: Let's not end the show this year. <laughs> Let's keep going.
3: All right, that's our oh. list. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which
0: helps her improve her skills.
2: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld
3: is. Learn more at
0: meta.com slash metaverse impact.
2: So Ikea makes storage affordable.
3: Now it's time for my favorite part of our podcast, a little something I like to call the crime, crime of, of the week. The week. Italian authorities had an urgent delivery. They had to get a pair of kidneys from a donor in Northwest Italita hospitals, hundreds of miles away. So they got them there in the most Italian way possible, in a Lamborghini. The Polizia Stato had a supercar at their disposal. It can reach speeds of up to 190 miles an hour. The organs were transported in coolers stashed in the trunk, which is located in the front of the car for those of you who don't own your own Lamborghinis. Just like the kidneys, the Lamborghini was donated. The police use it often to transport blood and organs in case of emergencies. After burning some rubber and dusting off many Renaults and Fiats, the kidneys made it to Rome in time. Panel, a Lambo is a pretty sweet ride. What should the police do with the car when it's not an emergency run? Laura Bricker, what do you think? What should the police do with this Lambo when it's not on an emergency run?
5: Um, I think they should be making some TikTok videos where they're doing like a new age, like night rider sort of thing, oh, and they wow. can go viral. Toby Ball, what do you think the police should be doing with this Lambo when it's not an emergency run?
4: Gelato deliveries. Yeah.
1: It's going to be cold. I like that. <laughs> what do you think? I think they should make a new Italian police drama with it milan vice i think they should be oh. driving albie out of town all right we
3: should probably end oh, on that yes. note <laughs> but before we do um if you want to uh, follow us all on social media lara bricker how can people find you there if they want to, i don't know send you tips on what people should be doing with your lambo when it's not a police run yeah they can find me at lara bricker tell you but how can people find you on social media if they want to follow you there
4: uh, if they want to complain about APM uh, cutting in the dark, because it's just another year without Madeline Barron. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, you can find me at Toby Ball NH.
3: Kevin Flynn, what about you? I'm at Kevin P. Flynn. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, Instagram to complain about any of my picks, you can find me at Reb Lavoie. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Crime Writers On. And please join our incredible community and our official. Crime Writers On Facebook Discussion Group. We also have a regular old Facebook page. Just follow us there and then hit join the group. We'll let you in if you're not a jerk. Support the show at patreon.com slash partners in crime media. You'll get the Crime Writers on After Show, Married With Podcast, Laura Bricker's Leave It to Bricker Podcast, and Toby Ball's Deep Dive Book Club Podcasts. Our theme song was composed and performed by Ty Gibbons. Our line editor is the very handsome and I believe actually college graduated Olivia Burdett. The executive producer of this fine program is Kevin P. Flynn. This show was recorded in the yoga loft above the bodega in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi Studio, otherwise known as Studio C, the closet in our New Hampshire basement, where we say it's excellent, but can't stop making juvenile jokes about the title Bone Valley. It's
1: deep, the Bone Valley.
3: Bone Valley. Bone
1: Valley. It's
3: adjacent to. Bone Valley.
1: That's the number one Bone Valley.
3: It's <laughs> like on Showtime late at night. Bone, Bone Valley. Valley. On behalf of all the crime writers, thanks so much for listening. We will catch you later. later.
5: Maybe in addition to building a sex room in my basement, I can build a podcast studio in my basement.
4: That's a frequent twofer.
5: What do you think, Toast?
4: <laughs> all kinds of people do that.
5: Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of space down there for all of that.
4: And all the soundproofing helps with the noise for your, uh... boom, oh boom. god! Oh, God. For my yeah. sex room? <laughs> yeah, This exactly. is way
3: worse than the hemorrhoid talk.